Welcome to episode 114. I'm Sabrina Lynn, and this is Rewilding. Divine Feminine. Oh, this was fun. I went into this from a place of, if this was the last lecture, the last lecture that I could give on the Divine Feminine, what would I share? How would I attempt to bring words to the Divine Feminine, which let's face it, is not an easy thing. And all I can say is I gave it my best shot. Uh, I wouldn't change anything in this episode. I like it. I think it gives lots of different ways to feel into things. We talk sacred union. We talk divine feminine versus divine masculine. What are the differences? Why even split divine into two different energies that polarize each other? We talk about what the divine feminine is not. We talk about ways to access the divine feminine. We talk about forms that the divine feminine shows up and how do we know it in our bodies? How do we see it out in the world around us? And then we go into practices at the very end. So if you can hang out until the end, um, there's an invitation to do a free mini series workshop that we've put out. It's called Birthing a New World. It's not the retreat that we came out with last year if you've heard about that it's completely new mini series that we've just released it's totally free it's a three-part series and it goes into the divine feminine it's the energetic work behind what i'm talking about so the places that i can't get to in words we can get to in this particular mini series and you'll find details about it at our website rewildingforwomen.com forward slash 114 because this is episode 114 you want to go to that specific link so rewildingforwomen.com forward slash 114 and you can find all the show notes for this show you can find extra stuff and you can find that particular offering would love to share that journey with you and in the meantime enjoy this episode what is the divine feminine so I'm kind of walking into this lecture as if it's the lecture of a lifetime. Like I will never, ever give another lecture on what is the divine feminine again in my life. And if I could share what I feel are the five most important things to share with you around what is the divine feminine, this would be the lecture. I've studied the Divine Feminine from an embodiment place, from an intellectual place, from an emotional place, from a spiritual place, from a physiological place, from a nervous system place, from an endocrine system place, from a mythological place, from many, 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 many different levels and realms and aspects of self. I've studied the divine feminine, not only in myself and my own experiences, but in others around the world, in in-person workshops, in-person retreats, online programs, um, for a long, 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 long time. Do I know everything about the divine feminine? No, no. Um, but do I feel like I know enough to share her? Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm going to go into point number one <laughs> around the divine feminine. Point number one is she is not something that you will ever be able to comprehend with just the mind with logic, with ration, with reason, with linear thought, ever. Um, Marian Woodman, I love some of her work around the divine feminine. And I remember her in some lecture saying, I, I can't even write about the divine feminine because in writing, it is innately not divine feminine and I am losing the essence of the divine feminine when I write in this linear structure. And so she kind of 
move toward this very mythological, free-flowing, weaving, energetic way of writing um, to be able to even touch into the divine feminine. <laughs> Makes me kind of laugh because I'm feeling how on earth am I ever going to bring the divine feminine into a lecture? I can't. We never can. But this first point and this first kind of like container that holds the wildness and the fullness of the divine feminine is this container of what she is not. So what the divine feminine is not. The divine feminine is not specific to women. It is not specific to those identified as feminine-based beings. The divine feminine is in everyone and everything. There is nowhere that the divine feminine is not. Let me just repeat that. There is nowhere that the divine feminine is not. I know, it's trippy. She is not something that you could ever translate into words. So as best as we try, those of us who work with the divine feminine and hold space for the divine feminine, open doors for the divine feminine, there is no way we can ever capture the fullness of her essence. Especially not in words. Especially not in words. The moment we start to bring words to the true essence of divine feminine, we fail miserably. We, we come down 10 notches. It's still valuable, um, but she's not words. She's not found in words. She's not just goddess archetypes. She's not just myths. She's not something that's outside of us. She's not something that's outside of you. Like you she's not something that's outside of you. She's not something that's for others, but maybe not you. She's not something that you don't already have access to or you aren't already in touch with. You are, you are. It's kind of like bringing that connection into consciousness though. Um, she is not, hmm. I'm feeling if there's anything else to come through that she is not. I think that's it. We might weave back into that. Okay. The next container, <laughs> container number two that we're gonna to create to hold the wildness and the fullness that is the divine feminine is this giving contrast to her. So a way of exploring her, touching into her, define, defining her. You can't define the divine feminine. It's just like you can't define the divine masculine. Um, this is how I would love to go into this. So it's giving contrast to, and I would love to go big picture into the separation of, of the two. So if we were going to feel into the divine, insert your word, God, spirit, um, essence, universal wisdom, just feel into your word and and it, the, the fullness of it, the, the all of it. And then if you were to take it down, that's not the right way of saying that. If you were going to distill it into two separate forces as a way to help us to access the fullness of it, It's like when we can distill it into two, it helps to create a ladder that we can climb to get to the fullness of the divine, the fullness of God, the fullness of ultimate reality. And these frameworks help. These frameworks help feeling into the polarities of the 
masculine and the feminine, they help. It's, it's a path. It's a path. One, a path. Right? It's just a path. A ladder <laughs> taking us up to the fullness of, of the divine. And so if we distill the fullness of the divine into two separate energies, two separate forces that dance with each other, and when they dance and they make love and they come into the union, they come into sacred marriage or divine union, they, they become the fullness of it, right? They, they, when they make love, they become the fullness of the all of everything. They become the fullness of the, the divine, the ultimate reality. It's like in that spark, in that love making, that, that, that we access that, we can access that. So distilling them into two, the two parts that make love, that dance together, that, that awaken each other, that, that bring each other into fullness. <laughs> My brain starts to go into the, the, the orgasmic explosion that happens between the two that just creates universe. <laughs> um, you can feel into how that lands for you, but if we were to start to bring words to these two different energies that dance, and they dance inside of you. So they dance inside of you, they dance outside of you. If you're in an intimate partnership or you're even in a friendship, one can hold one of these energies and surrender over the other energy to create polarity and huge connection and sacred sexuality and divine union and all that beautiful, amazing stuff between two people. But that's not the whole story. That's not the only part of the story. That's just a part of the story. These two energies are, are, are fully in us. Every human being fully in us. Now, how awake we are to them, how harmonious they dance with each other, it's very, very different for all of us. Um, I want to say that we're all on our own unique path with this, and it's not that there is better or worse or right or wrong around the degrees to which these different energies are awake and accessible and expressing in us. It's very unique. We're all on a very, very, very unique path with these energies within us. I do, however, feel, <laughs> just need to throw this little gem in there. I do, however, feel that as a collective, we are moving toward the embodiment of both of these energies within ourselves, the expression of both of these energies within ourselves, the union of both of them within ourselves, and you're seeing it in the younger generations. You're seeing it, and it's to me, it's beautiful. To me, I, I love it. I love it. Um, and you're seeing it in like the pressing up against like what is gender, the pressing up against you know I'm in a woman body, but I express masculine, and that's authentic and true and real to me, and. Um, we could go off on a whole episode and a whole tangent, and I am going to do that. So I am going to um, kind of tease out some of the pieces here so we can dive deeper. One thing that I want to do is I want to speak specifically to men in a, in a video. I want to speak specifically like Divine Feminine for Men. That's going to be the title of it. And when you're watching this, you might be able to find that video. It might already be up on our YouTube channel or in podcast form or something like that, but... Um, I'm definitely very called to do that. Um, I, I just want to speak to those who identify as man around divine feminine. So that's a thing we'll kind of tease out of here. There's a couple of other things that we'll tease out, like we'll do another episode on divine feminine archetypes. So just, and we'll talk more about that in a minute, but I'm getting ahead of myself. By the way, if you're watching this on YouTube and you're getting something out of this or you're feeling something or, or you just want to support us, it's so beautiful when you hit the like button and you leave us a comment or you share or you follow our YouTube channel. I'm super grateful for that. P.S. Leave a comment anytime you feel to. 
like right now, if you're feeling, oh my gosh, could you expand on this? Do a video on this. Would love more on this. Sabrina, talk to this, please. Um, or if you have other gems or bits of wisdom that arise around this topic around Divine Feminine or how Divine Feminine expresses for you, leave us a comment. We respond to every single comment. Um, well, not the weirdo spam ones. We delete those. <laughs> but, um, but true authentic comments from our community, we are always listening. We are always taking that feedback in and we love hearing it. If you're hanging out in podcast form, leave a comment there. You can leave a review for us. That's super, super helpful. You can share however you feel too. I know we sometimes get shout outs on Instagram and it's just beautiful. Like it's beautiful when we get to see pictures of of women, men in our community, and they're just like strolling along the beach. I remember that was one of the last times I was strolling along the beach, like listening to episode 114 of Rewilding. Um, it's, yeah, so just like huge love for all of that and huge love for all of the men and women who shared comments and questions about this episode. So we're also always sharing on Instagram. We're always sharing in our Facebook group. If you're not on any of those platforms and you want to come hang out with us, there's links below. Um, if you're listening in podcast form, instead of looking at the description, um, you might have to go to our blog, Rewilding for Women forward slash 114. That's this episode. So rewildingforwomen.com forward slash 114. By the way, there's also a free three-part workshop at that link that I'm gonna talk about in a little bit. A three-part workshop on the embodiment and on practices with the Divine Feminine. In three parts, it's an hour and a half. An hour and a half, plus there's a bonus in there too, like another 90-minute webinar. Um, yeah, it's beautiful, it's big, it's wild, it's one of my favorites, it's called Birthing a New World. It's the mini-series, it's totally free. All you need to do is give us your email address so we can get you the videos. Okay, enough, that was like a commercial break. Whew. Let's go back into this contrasting. So it was the guys. I'm going to blame this on the men for a minute. It's your fault. <laughs> All right, I'm joking. Um, but that's what gave the tangent was the divine feminine for men. All right, so let's talk about masculine and feminine. Divine masculine and divine feminine energy. So if we're going to keep it at this high height, this high level of divine feminine, divine masculine. There are some ways that I talk about this, and you've maybe heard me talk about this in the past in this way. If we're gonna feel into divine masculine, so remember we're in that number two container of our conversation here, and the number two container is talking about the contrast. Like if we're gonna explain and go into divine feminine, what is the contrast to that energy? It helps to get a feel and flavor for the feminine, for divine feminine. So if we're gonna feel into divine masculine energy, we're gonna feel into, these are hard words. So start to just feel, just, just feel. This is like feel, this is use the mind beyond the mind, right? This is use the wisdom in the heart center, use the wisdom in the lower wisdom center, use upper wisdom center, that's not logical mind. So you start to feel when you feel into divine masculine, you start to feel into all-pervading presence. You start to feel into consciousness itself. Can you feel consciousness itself? Let me make it a little more tangible. You start to feel into the atmosphere. The atmosphere that holds everything in creation. So just the atmosphere, right? It's like air. It's, it's air. It's atmosphere. It's consciousness. It's presence. It's, it's nothingness in a way, but it's the nothingness that holds the everything. The nothingness that holds the everything. The stillness that holds the movement. The witness witnessing life itself giving birth to life itself it's like it's the it's the witness right it's the it's the witness the ever present non-changing witness consciousness <laughs> um 
oh, it's just so yummy. So if that's the divine masculine, and then you feel into the divine feminine, the divine feminine is that, I don't want to go into this, let me feel. <laughs> uh, is life itself. The, every expression of life is, is one way of feeling into the divine feminine. So if the divine masculine is the atmosphere, the divine feminine is every expression of weather that happens in the atmosphere. Every expression of, of weather that happens in the atmosphere. It is... So if the divine masculine is witness, the divine feminine is... Expression is... There's the witness, the nothingness, and then there's the everything. The all of everything. It is the wind, it is the sun, it is the tree, it is the life force moving through the squirrel. It is life giving birth to life itself. It's the all of everything. It's the, it's the all of everything. It's, it's raw energy. It's, it's raw expression of life. The divine feminine is, is it's just raw life. Like it's so much. If you were to really feel into the fullness of the divine feminine, like the fullness of Shakti, I often say, the fullness of Shakti is like sitting on a fire hydrant, right? And it, 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 like it's that much juice just pouring up from beneath you. It's the fullness of the divine feminine. It is so much juice. It is so much energy. It is... The, it creates itself. It's, it's, it's wild. It's free. It's often in, if we want to look at forms, we will oftentimes see the divine feminine symbolically represented as serpentine form, rising from beneath, rising from beneath. Um, we oftentimes feel into the divine feminine as mother, Right? Like great mother, father sky, mother earth, father sky, mother earth. So that's the same thing, divine feminine, divine masculine, father sky, mother earth. And you feel father sky is witness, is atmosphere, mother earth, all of life, all of life. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty like esoteric y, right? Like, okay, great, Sabrina. Like, thanks for that description. Like, why, why is there all of this, like, pressure on the divine feminine. Why are we talking about goddesses and reclaiming the divine feminine? And what, what, how do we even work with this energy? I mean, this seems so huge or it seems so intangible or so like, I can't embody that. Well, <laughs> um, remember before I was saying the divine feminine archetypes goddesses, right? And, and I know there's still so much stuff around goddess. We say goddess and it's like, woo-woo, right? Like, oh, she's off the planet again, talking about Lilith or talking about Kali or Hygieia, whatever. But here's what the gift, so now we're moving into container three. Um, so container three is, is how does she show up? How do we access her? And why? Like, how do we, why do we even want to work with the divine feminine? And again, this is not just for women. This is not just for women, right? Like, can we, I'm gonna start roaring in a second, toning it down. Um, I was gonna say, can we just stop associating feminine with woman? Like, come on! Are we not past that yet? We're not, we're working there. Um, but when we work with a specific thread of divine feminine energy, a specific thread of Shakti, a specific thread of, of a specific goddess, a specific 
feminine archetype. That's it. That's all it is. It's, it's like get all the weird thoughts around what this is out of your head. It's taking that fullness, right? The fullness, the fire hydrant fullness. You're taking all of life itself and you're going, holy crap, that's a lot. And I don't even know how to work with that energy because it's going to blow me apart. So we take a thread of it. We take a thread. It's now like the fire hydrant of Shakti. We put a water fountain on top of it, right? Like the fire hydrant of Shakti, which is so much. It's all of life. We can't even, we, 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 we're like embodying that. Just you want to explode to try to embody all of Shakti and all of life. So you take the fire hydrant amount of juice that comes up and pours through and you put a water fountain, like a bubbler. I'm from Wisconsin, we say bubbler. Got made a lot of fun of that as I've traveled around the world saying bubbler. But you put a water fountain, a bubbler, on top of the fire hydrant of juice and it narrows the stream, right? So it's drinkable. It's, it's now drinkable. So when we say, Let's work with, I'm trying to think of something that's so incredibly universal. Um, let's work with, oh gosh, who do I pick? There's so many. Let's work with feminine lover. This could be Aphrodite, who is the same as Venus. Let's just ignore those terms. If they don't work for you, just the lover, right? Feminine lover. She's, it's the aspect of woman that is lover. It's not the aspect of woman that is mother. So let me just decipher some of these for us. So then we can, again, in the contrast, helps us to define what it is. Because you go, oh, lover, eh, I don't really get it. Lover, it's not mother. Like I've moved out of mother. It's not witch. Like I've moved out of witch, spell casting, you know, like earthy crone. I've moved out of that. Right? It's not dark goddess. I want to awaken you to your everything and I will stop at nothing to give you all of that. It's not that. It's not um, feminine warrior, right? Where it's like, I will take all of my Shakti and I will direct it at something. I will, I, will, I will open up to my passions. I will open up to my purpose and I will take all of the Shakti, all of the juice and I will direct it at something. It's not that. It's not that. It's lover. It's lover. It's the aspect of the divine feminine that knows how to dance with the divine masculine, that knows sacred union, that knows sacred sexuality, that knows how to let go of all the masculine in her being, how to let go of that in moments where it's appropriate and where it serves everything and everyone, her included. And she lets go of that masculine piece and she fully embodies lover, fully embodies feminine lover. It's, it's the, we're gonna go just the whole, can you feel all the energy shifts? Can you feel how the energy shifts? So when we work with a thread, when we're working with a bubbler, the water fountain, I then get to move that particular flavor of the feminine through my body, right? I get to move that particular flavor through my heart, through my throat, through my mind. I get to move it through my belly. I get to move it through my womb space. I get to move it through my yoni. Guys, you get to do the exact same. Those in male bodies, you get to do the exact same. Exact same, right? There's a male masculine lover, and then there's a feminine lover. And we can move, there are two very different energies. Very different energies. And there's like five, 10 different masculine lovers. There's five, 10, there's more than that. Right? I think we work with 10 different masculine lovers who all have a different flavor. It's all a different flavor. And it, when you work with them, you start to open the spectrum. You also start to find kinks in the system. You start to find where there's limits in self. You start to find where like, Yes, I'm going to work with 
beautiful feminine lover through my body. And then I start to find where I don't trust that energy in myself. I start to find where my body holds rigidity around that energy or fear around that energy. Like sometimes what'll start to come up for those who start to open up to lover is you start to you move that energy through the body and then you go, oh, I actually have fear of being beautiful. Bad things happen to beautiful women. That is not anything that I'm saying is a true statement, but we start to find these different belief systems or absorbed conditioning or limited patterns start to arise in us. So when we work with divine feminine, remember this is our third bucket, our third kind of container of exploring her. And that container is about why, why, why do I want to work with the divine feminine? And, and, and kind of how, <laughs> how do I, how do I drink from a fire hydrant? Just put a bubbler on top of it. Put, put a water fountain on top of it. Make it drinkable and work up to our capacity to hold more and more and more and more Shakti, more and more and more and more of the juice. And that's also what happens is when we work with divine feminine, one, she's, she's just a purifier. She, she purifies, she cleanses, she heals, she releases. There's nowhere that she can't go. She goes into the old karmas. She goes into past life territory. She goes into ancestral stuff. She goes into old wounds from this lifetime. It is an incredibly powerful gift that the divine feminine brings. And it's one of the very unique things that divine feminine brings versus other paths versus other paths to the divine or other paths to, I don't know, enlightenment or consciousness is that it is an embodied, it's an embodied enlightenment. So it's, I don't escape my body. I don't escape my heart. I don't escape my womb. I don't escape my sexuality. I don't escape my relationships in this world. I don't escape this worldly life. I don't escape creating in this world to get to enlightenment. I do it in this body, through this body, while making love, while creating something, while raising my babies. It's very different, but can you feel that? It's life itself is enlightened. <laughs> that sounds really, really, really weird. Um, life itself is divinized. The body is divinized. How we express in this world is divinized. It comes from a very highly aligned divine place. The body becomes light filled. So when I feel into why work with the divine feminine, I don't know because it will change everything in you. It will bring an amount of vibrancy and aliveness that you can't imagine. She will go to places and shift things that you never thought were possible to shift or release or heal or move out of. There's nowhere that she can't go. There's nothing, even in our physical bodies, that she can't get to. There's nothing. There's nowhere that she can't go. Okay, um, I need to start to tighten this up a little bit. All right, so that's container number three. Let's go to container number four. And I wanna talk a little bit more about access points. So we talked a little bit about that in container three, but now I wanna dive deeper into it. How do we access her? And I know we started talking about that through the water fountain, through narrowing the stream, and that's not always the only way. You, you can work with just the divine feminine and the fullness of Shakti. Archetypes are beautiful and they're very, very helpful, especially to take us to the places that we um, 
have not opened to, we have not reclaimed, we have not awakened the, the tougher or the more challenging energies for ourselves. By the way, you can also work in this same way, this embodied way with all of the masculine archetypes. Yeah, I know that sounds so trippy and so weird and so crazy, but in this embodied way of drinking that particular thread of masculine energy, it's, it's different, but the same, unless you're working with just witness consciousness, right? Unless you're working with witness consciousness, but when you go to embody Mars, masculine God of war, lover to Venus Aphrodite, the counterpart to that lover feminine archetype we talked about, which is Aphrodite, the counterpart is Mars. And you embody that all the way down. Like if you're in a male body, you embody that all the way down to your balls. You embody that all the way through your heart. You embody that energy all the way through. And you could consider that to be a Shakti-based practice. You can consider that to be a embodied feminine practice with masculine energy, right? With masculine energy, it's embodiment. You're bringing the divinity of Mars, the expression of Shaolin warrior, right? That's like divinized warrior. You are heart warrior. You are sacred warrior, but that's bringing it through the body. We'll talk more about that in <laughs> Divine Feminine for men. Access points or hmm, <laughs> let's talk access points. When working with divine feminine energy, kind of want to go all the way back to the start where I was talking a little bit about Marion Woodman. And I think I was talking about Marion Woodman. I hope it was this podcast. It could have been something else. But her speaking about, I, I can't access through the way that I've been trained. I cannot access the divine feminine through the mind that I've been trained with. Most of us in Western culture have been, our, our brains have been trained to be very linear. We've been trained, right? So everything in us has been trained to not see the divine feminine, to not know how to access. And then we start to read myth. And some of us read myth. I know when I first started reading myth, it was garbage to me. I hated it, hated it because I was such a scientist. I'm a, I'm a science, I, I was a science trained brain, math, physics, chemistry, right? Like that is the way that my brain was trained. And then I read a myth. I'm like, oh, this is just a waste of my time. But it's because I wasn't able to move with it. I wasn't able to understand. I wasn't able to access the wisdom of it. I wasn't able to access the wisdom of it. That being said, for those of you who are like, I don't get divine feminine wisdom. I don't even know what you're talking about, Sabrina. <laughs> hope is not all lost, right? Is that how you say that? All lost, all hope is not lost, whatever it is. But it doesn't matter where you're at. It's accessible. Part of it is a very, very serious transmission. A big part of it is just energetic. A big part of it is in the unseen. A big part of it is you just get around a very Shakti-filled woman and shit changes for you. you just, it, is, it is an energetic transmission. It is just an energetic transmission, right? A woman just starts transmitting feminine lover. It's hard for me to go in that because I'm in a very fiery spot right now. But, but a woman, she starts to transmit feminine lover. And it does something in your body. Now she starts to, to transmit level three feminine lover, right? Which is high level feminine lover, which is divine, sacred lover, which is completely surrendered over to God. And, you know, if you're the polar opposite or you become God that she's totally surrendered over to. 
Here we go into another whole podcast topic. Actually, there's probably a lot of podcast topics that are around that. So if you are on YouTube, you'll see like links and things to other topics, um, other episodes that you can go learn more about that. Um, but okay, so um, accessing divine feminine transmission energy the subtle the unseen realms life itself um, you want to think earthy earthy based practices you want to think body based practices you want to think embodiment you want to think into intuition you want to think um, I'm thinking back more to earthy based practices you want to think like mother earth you want to um, oh gosh we could just go in for a very long time on all of these different things I don't think that there are any really good books written on the divine feminine. I, I, because it is so hard. It is so hard to translate into it. You lose so much of the Shakti, so much of the juice, so much of the transmission, the activation. One final thing I want to share about this is when opening to divine feminine energy when working with Shakti. Even if you're using, even if you're going into the masculine archetypes in, in an embodied way, it's an opening up to, a turning it over to. Uh, one of the phrases I often use in workshops is, let her move you. Let the energy move you. You be moved by her. Can you feel how that's a very different space? It's, it's a surrendered space. It's an open, receptive, right? That's a very feminine word. Recept, open, receptive, surrendered over to, trusting of, letting it move me, right? That's kind of, not kind of, that's one of the best access points that I can give you, best tips, kind of in this container number four. <laughs> Okay, um, wrapping things up. I was going to wrap this up on, I will wrap this up on practices. Okay, so I gave us access points in container four. I'm going to give you a couple of Shakti divine feminine practices. Whew, did not know I was going to do this. Uh, I don't even know what they are. Um, there was a woman today in our Facebook group when I kind of opened up the question and just said, you know, what do you want to know about Divine Feminine? I'm going to talk about um, this. What do you want to know? And actually, there's a few things I want to share here. I'm going to be a little bit all over the place. I'm going to put a few more things in our container five. One is the Divine Feminine can show up. Uh, I'm thinking about another question that was asked. Is the Divine Feminine energy? Yeah, but also so much more, <laughs> so much more. So far beyond that, the divine feminine can show up for us in symbolic nature, can show up for us in animals. So when you, you know, here in a lot of shamanic traditions um, and, and you like are shamanically walking through the world and feeling into the symbolic nature of the world and you're connecting into the wind speaks to you and and then you see a particular animal and that speaks to you. And then you see a, a bones laying out and you're feeling into death and death is speaking to you, right? That's, that's divine feminine. That's divine feminine. That's the, that's the world. That's Shakti. That's the Shakti of the world talking to your Shakti. It's the Shakti of the world talking to your Shakti, right? Like that's the divine feminine in the world talking to your divine feminine in the world. In, in one way, but there's a billion other ways that that happens, a billion other ways that that happens. Um, so that was one thing I wanted to cover really quickly is, is it, is it an energy? Yeah, but it's an energy that goes anywhere, moves anything, can do anything, right? It's an energy that can literally take the form of, of electronic wiring in your computer and bring about the right social media post, right? It's, it's an energy that, you know, you, you're, moving and it's moving through you it's moving through everything in the world and you, you know the book drops off of the bookshelf that's that's shakti showing up in that form 
All right, thoughts. Thoughts is Shakti, right? right? That's all life creating itself. Um, all right, we could keep going on and on and on, but we're not going to. Um, <laughs> by the way, most thoughts are not aligned with Shakti. <laughs> not in that way. Like in, in a low level, like a very low level, like all thoughts are life force themselves, but, but there's different levels to them. There's different levels of connection to them. Um, that's another topic we could go into. Okay, but practices. So let me finish on these. Practices. Mm. Breath. Think breath, breath. You breathe in. And it's like you're breathing in life itself. You, you, are, you are breathing in life itself. You are moving with the rhythm of the world as you inhale and you exhale feeling into the cyclical nature of the world, just being connected to the moon is a very divine feminine-based practice, right? The rhythms, you start to come into rhythm. You start to come into rhythm with all of the natural world. You start to come into rhythm with something greater than you. You could sit beside the ocean and you could just come into rhythm with the waves. You could come into rhythm with the waves, sunset, sunrise, right? There's a reason why we feel deeper connection there. It helps us to come into a greater rhythm. We start to connect in with the divine feminine. Nature, nature, get, get your butt outside and lie on the earth, lie on the earth, get naked, be with this beautiful body, right? This is an expression of the divine, like, and it's feminine. Right? Bodies are feminine, sexuality, blood, spit, right? It's, it's all of this like earthy feminine energy. Breath, movement, movement because it starts to move all of that life force energy in the body. Kundalini, I'm gonna do a whole episode on that. We've got stuff already on YouTube and I think podcasts too, but I wanna do another episode where we fully explore the kundalini energy within divine feminine. So kundalini energy is an energy held within divine feminine. It's not the only energy within, it's like the, we talked about the different threads, right? We talked about the divine feminine is like the fire hydrant of juice, just And then kundalini is actually just a water fountain sitting on top, it's a specific flavor. It's a specific flavor. There are more, there's the sacred water. So Kundalini energy is like, it's like a high voltage lightning, like very spiritual awakening energy. And it's, it's, it's very powerful to work with. It's very beautiful to work with. It's rapid transformation, rapid awakening. It is a feminine energy. It's also interestingly enough associated with Uranus. Mm -hmm. in astrology and Hygieia as an archetypal energy and a few more, but I'll save that for that podcast when we do that one in that episode. Um, breath, movement, sound, sound, dance, song, flow, flow, flow. Flowing in movement, not repetitive movement, flowing in movement. Transmissions, you know, if we want to talk about practices, transmissions, going into the archetypal explorations, going into the different threads that you've never been into, the different threads of, they're, they're part of you, the different threads that maybe there's shame or there's guilt around in the family system, going into, and, and that kind of archetypal embodiment is what I call it. Archetypal embodiment will take you there, um, doing divine masculine, divine feminine polarity practices, even in yourself or in the world or with another partner, that's really powerful um, because it polarizes you, right? So if one person is holding such strong divine masculine, it'll, it'll push you in the most beautiful gifting way when you're working with it consciously, but it will push you into the feminine. It will push you into the feminine. You will express more feminine. Um, to keep, that's just, that's little sheaves, <laughs> puppy. Um, he always naps during all these podcasts. So if you've been listening to any of the podcasts or any of the episodes, he's pretty much always hanging out in the room with me. So all the little like weird snoring noises in the background, it's little sheaves um, hanging out in the corner. 
poor dog. He gets like all of the Shakti transmissions. He's been through, I don't know, probably 25 different archetypes and he's only eight months old at this point. <laughs> My dog's very fully expressed. <laughs> um, oh gosh, that's, yeah. All right. Um, this has been beautiful. I think we'll end on that. The gift that I would love to offer you, these are straight up practices. So we're talking about practices. We're talking about powerful ways in. We're talking about transmissions. We're talking about activations. We're talking about Kundalini. We're talking about Divine Feminine. This Birthing a New World mini-series contains all of that. All of that. All of that. It's 90 minutes of workshop. It's 90 minute webinar as a bonus that comes with it. It's, it's an option to do even more after that, but you don't have to sign up for anything more. This is just something that we created as an offering for our community as a way to open and awaken to the divine feminine. It's, it's part of our mission in the world. So if you have not done the birthing a new world opt-in series, opt-in series, birthing a new world mini series, you just have to opt in. <laughs> That's it. We just need your email so we can send you access to all of the workshops. You can do that by going to rewildingforwomen.com forward slash 114. Rewildingforwomen.com forward slash 114 because this is episode 114. You can also do it in the description below if you're on YouTube um, or just kind of hunt around or even email us if you can't find it. We're happy to, uh, we're happy to get you in. All right, uh, this has been beautiful and wonderful. And again, I just appreciate all of the shares and the questions and the comments on what you would love to know about the Divine Feminine. Would love more comments and questions below now that we've kind of gotten to the end. What would you love for us to dive into more? What, what, what do you want to hear? What do you want to know about? Um, in addition to this, like what piqued your interest? What did you love? All of that helps us to... Um, tweak things and to give more and to share more and to really kind of specify what everyone's wanting to hear about. Um, so we'd also love your support. Likes on the video are great. If you're on YouTube, reviews on the podcast are amazing. Shares on um, social media where it feels appropriate and feels right for you. Shares to friends who could use this possibly um, is really beautiful and we just appreciate it. We appreciate you for making this happen and uh, just for being with us in this way. All right, until the next episode, I will see you when I see you, how I see you, and where I see you. Mwah.